Welcome aboard. It's time to grab a, grab your board, swim out into the ocean of ideas, and see if you can catch that sales pipeline as it's starting to curl up over the horizon there with that uh, that master surfer himself here, Brian Hansford, sitting in today here. Thanks, Paul. Appreciate it. Hi, everybody. Brian Hansford here with Heinz Marketing. I've been called off the bench. Matt is off speaking at another event, as he often does this time of year. He's probably just I, surfing somewhere here. That's what he's uh, doing. Well, he's you know, he the, the, the guy, uh, I tell you, if there's anybody that can make the best use of time to even think about getting some surfing in, it would be Matt. <laughs> exactly. He's the most productive guy in the world that I, I know. It's pretty incredible. But I, um, I always enjoy sitting in and uh, taking the helm here a little bit for the Sales Pipeline Radio, and I'm very excited to have this conversation uh, over the next 25 minutes or so. Uh, just for everybody's uh, edification, I guess, uh, my name, is, again, is Brian Hansford, and I'm a Vice President of Client Services here at Heinz Marketing. Coming up on my six-year anniversary here, so it's been a fantastic ride. Love working with all of the companies, the clients that we work with, and I especially enjoy the uh, opportunity to have conversations like we're going to have today with Sam Milnick, uh, who is Vice President of Marketing from Allocadia. Sam, are you there? I am there. And let me ask you this. Six years? How many years is that in marketing years? Uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> you, know, if, if you, if you break out all of the responsibilities, all of the clients, and everything else that you have to cover, uh, I don't know, man. I think there's a dog year conversion rate there someplace. So, uh, I, but it, it's it feel it, it's it's been a great ride, and uh, I I love it here. Um, so, anyway, that's a great question. I'm gonna have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, congrats on the six years. That is awesome. Well, thanks, and I really appreciate you uh, joining us today. Sam, give us a little bit of uh, a background on who you are, where you're coming from, and then tell us about Allocadia. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks a lot for having me. I also, I think my favorite part of the job and the previous jobs I've had is having interesting conversations with smart marketers like yourself. So, as you said, Sam Melnick, Vice President of Marketing at Allocadia, I've kind of had... Uh, a checkered path touching a bunch of different marketing companies and roles. So I've been a marketing practitioner at a VC-backed startup. I've been an analyst in a, in a group called the CMO Advisory Service at IDC, where I worked with senior-level marketing operations professionals and CMOs. And then I worked at Lattice Engines, where I was more customer-facing, so another MarTech company, predictive marketing. And now here I am at Allocadia. Uh, that's um, a great... That's a fantastic background. Very interesting. Um, and I, I'm sure, especially with uh, what you did at Lattice and the CMO Advisory Service, the exposure that you've had to all kinds of marketers at all levels, um, capabilities, knowledge, and whatnot has been pretty vast. If anything, that's that's one of the things I enjoy about this job is just being able to work with so many different um uh, marketers at different levels, different capabilities, and then helping them, you know, or, and, and learning from them and uh, trying to, you know, help them succeed. Um, I'm sure you see that a lot because I've, I've seen you speak before and I, some of the stories that you tell and share are pretty fantastic. 
Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks a lot. You're, you're, you're making me blush. But, yeah, I mean, I think, as we said, like, when you get those roles as in whether it's an analyst or whether you're customer-facing, you just learn so much from smart marketers, and you're able to take that and share it. And I sure. think that's one of the things that I like like doing at Alicadia. So we're, just to kind of answer that final question, we're, we're marketing performance management software. So we work with, you know, CMOs and marketing operations executives, surprisingly. <laughs> yeah. And so we help, we help them, we help marketers create plans, manage their budgets and their investments, and then measure results, particularly ROI, so marketers know what's working, what's not, and where they should spend their next dollars. So that's what yeah. I'm up to now with Alicadia. Well, and you guys are doing some really good things. I mean, just some of the, the news releases around some of the big wins that you've had over the last year or so. Um, just seeing the logos on your website um, and, you know, customer stories that I've seen at some events. Um, some very interesting stories. And, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about with you today or kind of the overarching theme is we're approaching – the mid-year mark of 2018, at least for, you know, in the calendar year and most 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 organizations that have a fiscal year uh, on the calendar, uh, calendar year, fiscal year. So we're at the mid-year mark and <clears throat> marketers are so heavily measured on results now. The, the activity-based marketer is, uh, if not extinct, soon to be extinct, if, if there's going to be any longevity in, in career there. And, um, you know, what it surveys, uh, the Deloitte CMO Council survey that comes out every year shows time and time again that CMOs in particular, if they're going to have longevity in career in their careers at, at a particular uh, company that they're working at, they need to be able to demonstrate results. And you know, here we are at the mid mid year mark, and uh, I wanted to talk with you and get your insights on, you know, what what marketers should be looking at at the mid year mark. What you know, what should be, they look at in terms of reviewing their plan? How can they look at the data that they've been collecting and analyze that performance up to this point and use that to make plan adjustments and, and moving forward? So kind of want to dive into that and, and get your thoughts on what you're seeing with your clients and just some of the best practices that you've come up with and, uh, you know, just to give, give our audience some ideas, things that they can think about to move forward. Yeah, I mean, it's a great time to start really looking at the past six months, understanding where you're at and how to move forward for the next six months. And then I'm going to even say it, um, and I'm sorry, and then it's even starting to set the table for the next year. It's like, oh, you're <laughs> killing me. Yeah. So you, so you are you the, actually you seeing the, that? Are you seeing are you seeing companies uh, that that are actually starting to think about next year? Uh, yeah. So I mean, at the enterprise level, the large companies, and I'd say you, you said like planning season or not planning season. You said we're about to hit the mid year point, and I'd say sixty to seventy percent of companies are on a physical year calendar. That means we're coming right up to the six month. For the largest companies, so the largest customers that I had at IDC and we have at Alacadia. They start their planning cycles about six months out for the year. And it's not like they start putting, like, we're going to do a webinar on this date. It's more like 
strategic plans. It's like the C-suite. It's corporate goals. But yeah, like the director of plan marketing planning at XYZ $25 billion company, they're just starting to rev their engines right now. <laughs> you know, one of the interesting things is with, with technology that's available now and tools like Alcadia's, you can start providing insights on, okay, what has worked well where are we starting to see some strong returns based on the budget investments that we've made? And that can help inform what's going or what can go into the next year's plan. And that's more than marketers had even three years ago, where we basically were just guessing. Um, so that that has to be an interesting transition. And um, actually, it's incredibly valuable for B2B marketers to be able to provide that insight and information, I would imagine. Yeah, it is. And I, I, you and I were kind of talking about what, what could we, you know, how should we focus this, con- where do we want to focus the conversation, doing some prep. And, I, you know, I, I've been saying, like what I said to you is like, it all starts with the plan. So whether you're planning for next year, whether you're looking at what's going on in real time, so measuring performance in real time, or if you're doing that kind of half-year look back, to me, it all starts with the plan, because that's kind of your roadmap. You've set out your intentions. You've set out where do we want to spend time and money? What do we expect to get out of our time and money? And now you get that chance to kind of compare results and hopefully adjust and improve. So when marketers are you know, at both the strategic level, CMO level, and even operational level um, are reviewing that data, What are some of the best practices that you see with your clients and even that you recommend and how they manage their budgets against the plan and make decisions on where to invest their resources? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And so how I look at it is you need to split up your data and split up that question and then try and bring it together because you need to split it up in terms of returns and investments. So we like to look at it. The most advanced marketers that I see they're looking almost at something called a planned ROI, and they're saying, I'm in- intending to spend X dollars or X resources into these areas, and I'd expect to be you know, 45% of the way through my goals. Or maybe it's heavy on trade shows, so I'm 60% of the way when I get to 50% of the year. But they understand, you know, maybe I've spent 70% of my dollars, I'm 55% of my way through my goals, and because they're going to get residual effects from that 70%, I'll get to 100%. So I think that's where it starts first. Where are you going to plan? Where are you, where are you planning to spend dollars, and what are your planned results from them? So that's number one. Number two is making sure you have your data almost your data laid out in a format that you can react to. So it's one thing to be able to plan out. I'm going to spend. I'm going to I'm going to spend X. I'm going to get Y results, and here's how we're going to move forward. But if you don't have access and a plan to get to that data in a format that's meaningful when kind of stuff hits the fan and you're actually executing, you're going to be running around doing VLOOKUPS and Excel gymnastics on your weekends. So the second thing is they have a plan for their data and how it's going to come together. And then the third thing is having that feedback loop to the marketers, whether it's a six-person marketing team and you're just having those weekly stand-ups or whether it's a 600-person marketing, marketing team and you've got the right dashboards in a 
Tableau or whatever. Having that feedback loop so the marketers who are actually doing the work can react to the results is super important. Do you feel that marketers are getting better at at measuring um, their performance against uh, revenue, revenue attainment, and what they're actually doing to drive results? Yes, but there's still a ton of work to do. So we actually did a benchmark study, and I know you guys have done studies before at Heinz, and you probably see, see similar data. But we did a study last year. We found that only 21% of marketing organizations report that they can tie their measurements back to business impact and revenue contribution. So that means one out of five of marketers out there are able to say, all right, here's all the things we're doing, here's the data that's coming back, and here's how it relates back to company objectives and ultimately revenue. So. It's absolutely getting better, but we've got, as marketers, a lot of work to be done. And that's why, you know, having partners like Heinz or hopefully Alicadia is so important to help you kind of join that 21% and get it up to 25 and then 30 and then 40. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to take a break here for a commercial intermission, and we'll come right back talking with Sam Milnick, Vice President of Marketing at Alicadia. In a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working. And how about a way to apply it specifically today to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and most of all, conversion? That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide. And... Amazingly, you can download it for free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds, H-E-I-N-Z-M-A-R-K-E-T-I-N-G. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing cycle, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas, strategies, tactics you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. And it's something you can come back to over and over again as a reference guide. Why not download your free copy of the Modern Marketer's Field Guide? It's free. HeinzMarketing.com, just like it sounds. H-E-I-N-Z, marketing.com. All right, let's pick it back up with Brian and his guest. Thanks, Paul. So, uh, Brian Hansford here with Heinz Marketing, filling in for Matt Heinz, and I'm talking with Sam Milnick from Alocadia. Uh, Sam, are are you based in Vancouver, where Alocadia is headquartered? I am based in Vancouver one week a month. I'm actually based in Boston, Massachusetts, so I get to visit the lovely Pacific Northwest, or I guess Southwest if you're in Canada, a few times a month. Wow, so I bet you're racking up the miles then. Um, now, are you? Uh, you're in the middle of conference season, so are you on the road currently? I got back from the road. I think it was last week. <laughs> a serious decision <laughs> summit I was at, and we're good for now. We're, you know, so we're moving into our. Actually, we're moving into our our planning for the next few quarters right now. Nice. Talking about planning uh, and trade show season, um, so the Serious Decisions event was last week, and a few weeks ago was the Marketo event, and they just announced their uh, plan, engage, measure framework. What are your thoughts on that, and how should marketers consider using that when adjusting for a strong second half? What do you, you know? Tell tell us what your thoughts might be on that. 
Yeah, so I, I really like that framework, and also like congratulations to our mutual friends at Visible for their acquisition. They're both Marketo and Visible, and they're all we're all part of the same happy family. So it's great to see when good pe- good people and good companies come together. So the plan, engage, measure framework is something that's really similar to Alicadia looks at with our run marketing, which is really that plan, invest, measure, and then do marketing, which is what we'd call execution or what Marketo is calling engage. And I think it's really important that marketers think about that framework, the plan, engage, measure, as they adjust. We are often, you know, mid-year, we're usually in the thick of things. We're just thinking about engaging, executing, and, and just kind of hammering that home. We're often kind of chasing that revenue number, or maybe it's you know, maybe it's a pipeline number or even for some a lead number, and making sure that you do t- step back, measure the results that are coming in, and as I said, go back to that plan to see how are you producing and what, you know, how are you, how are you matching up against that plan and what do you need to adjust. So it's not forgetting, you know, not getting stuck in that engage or execute loop because when you do that, that's really when you kind of go into that spiral of, as you said, an activity marketer. So hopefully that Right. You know, because you can get stuck in activities where you could be doing all kinds of things, but if they're not producing the results that are needed, um, that activity, uh, it's meaningless. It's, It's a waste of resources. It's a waste of effort. And, you know, I guess that gets into should marketers wait for a mid-year point to to measure what's working? Um, uh, how often should they analyze what's working with a marketing performance management approach and solution and, you know, make those go, no-go or any sort of adjustment decisions, pulling investments, adding investments, you know, if – if your CFO comes to you, the classic example I like to look or throw out there, okay, CFO comes to you one day and says, listen, I have 10% budget that I could add this quarter. What can you do with that? I'm throwing a lot of questions at you right now, but um, how you know how frequently, how, how often should they be measuring performance and then using that loop and to make those adjustments as needed? Yeah, I mean, I think the easy answer is real time, of course. (laughs) No, I mean, I think that's the end goal for all of us. How do you get this real time, almost feedback loop so you can adjust? You work with plenty of marketers. You know that's not realistic. So I'd say it really depends on the size of the organization, the maturity of the capabilities, and then also where you are in the organization. So I'll kind of break each of those down. So I think the size of the organization kind of ties into where you are in the organization. But at a size level, there's a certain agility that's harder to come to. So making sure you have those checkpoints at, at kind of the chief exec, CMO type level or corporate level, whether it's a weekly, biweekly, or monthly checkpoint to see where you are and then having the right people in the room to make those no-go go or go kind of decisions is really important. You know, we all want to be real time, but if that's not, if you're not capable to do that, it's like, what are you capable of? And start there, and start making that better through, again, is the the people process technologies. So start kind of fixing those. In terms of the level of the organization, how often you should be measuring. If you're someone who's a field marketer or somebody who's like really on the ground floor, those kind of quote unquote vanity metrics 
you know, email opens, website visitors. It's not that you shouldn't be measuring those. You should. But you can use those as almost early indicators on your performance so you can adjust in real time. If you know that your website traffic is down, but you know that website traffic equals you know, more FALs and more opportunities, you can start saying, okay, we're going to have a gap further down because I can surmise that or I know that from past data, and you can move faster. Whereas the CMO, they don't need to care about website traffic unless something's totally off, you know, totally wrong. They should be looking at, you know, pipeline or opportunities created or even revenue, and then they should be able, and that's where they should be measuring. And it might not be at the same frequency as that marketer in the field who's looking at traffic on a daily basis. Yeah, I think it's important to have and use analytics in the right context, um, so if you have those activity metrics or performance metrics around site visits or uh, webinar attendance, things like that, those are important in the right context. But if you're including those or leading with those metrics as your top KPIs in your QBRs for the executive suite, then you're missing the mark. And that kind of leads into my next question where... You know, um, we've been working with more and more with clients to help them actually tell the story on what they're doing to drive results. And it, in, in a lot of ways, it relates to how much uh, more effective are we at measuring performance against revenue, you know, and driving, driving that, but also being able to tell the story um, and tell the story in a way that's meaningful to the right audience. Um, how, you know, with, with your clients are and, and the Allocator, Allocadia customers and who, um, who you've worked with, are you seeing that marketers are getting better at telling the story and what they're doing to actually drive results? Um, you know, if they have the data, but being able to analyze the data and, and tell that story, are you seeing the skills and the capabilities and in that storytelling, the, the meaningful storytelling, are you seeing that starting to improve at all? I actually am, and I feel pretty good about this. I've had, I was talking to a couple of customers who are kind of taking this on in the same direction recently, and they didn't call it exactly this, but we, we're kind of looking at it as they're looking at almost like return on intent. To help tell that story. So obviously we all want to measure ROI and return on investment in terms of a mathematical sense, but there's also this idea of return on intent. Am I doing what I said I was going to do? Am I getting the results out of my actions that I expected? And they actually have CMO level dashboards where they can go into their CMO's office on a weekly basis and say, here's across our you know, $2 billion company and our $200 million or $100 million marketing spend, here's where our efforts are going into. We're supporting this product line, this market launch, and this region. And their CMOs has the confidence that the checks they're writing, you know, often six-figure checks, are going towards the activities and the intention of that plan of what they have aligned with their other C-suite, I guess, counterparts. So that storytelling and that ability to kind of talk about that return on intent, am I doing what I said I was going to do, is definitely part of that storytelling. I like what you've mentioned. Uh, there's planned ROI, 
and then return on intent. Um, so th those are some interesting concepts, and I think this could be really valuable to for people to add in their workflow and their um, their approach to. Uh, measuring overall marketing performance. Um, well, Sam, I think we're coming up on the close of our conversation here. It these conversations always go much quicker, and I, you know, <laughs> I really enjoy because I always learn, and I feel like you could talk for another sixty minutes or so. Uh, I definitely want to uh, make sure that we give you the opportunity to come back and talk about some more. Um, your insights are always valuable. Uh, anytime I see you at a trade show and you have the opportunity to, to speak and share some case studies, incredibly valuable. I would encourage anybody to uh, look at the content that Alicadia is producing. Keep an eye out for Sam. Um, he is uh, a prolific uh, content producer, tells some great stories and offers great advice. Is there anything in closing you want to leave us, leave us with, Sam? Any, any great tidbits of knowledge as we're approaching and, and getting through this mid-year point? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate the kind words, first of all, and thanks for having me. I guess the one thing I would say is don't strive for perfection. Strive for uh, progress. You're at a certain point. You have certain capabilities. You have certain measurements. Use those to the best of your ability to make the best decisions you can today and then improve kind of that plan and measure portion of your marketing capabilities as you move forward so you can get even better. Oh, yeah. that's my, I guess those are my wise words. So th thanks for having me, Brian. Thanks so much, Sam. Keep on doing some great things at Alicadia. Uh, thank you to everybody that has listened in on Sales Pipeline Radio. I'm Brian Hansford with Heinz Marketing, sitting in for Matt Heinz. And I uh, look forward to seeing this up on, on our site. If you uh, have any other information needs on B2B marketing, please come to HeinzMarketing.com. Tons of great content that we want to make available to help you in your efforts. And also, please make sure to check out uh, Alicadia.com. Uh, they have tons of fantastic content, very helpful for B2B marketers out there and, and driving revenue. So go get them, guys. And uh, here's to a su successful mid-year point for everybody. Good marketing. You've been riding along in the sales pipeline. Brought to you by the good folks at Matt Hines Marketing, part of the Funnel Radio Channel for at work listeners like you.